You are listening to W-E-R-A-L-P Arlington 96.7 FM. Is music playing? Is music playing? Yo, talk <laughs> no. about something or nothing at all, right? <laughs> Miss Sky Kiss on top of the list. I got your mind on the things that gets this and this miss. And this miss. And this miss. Yo, talk about something or nothing at all. Stop ignoring signs and answer the call. Miss, Miss Sky Kiss on top of the list. I got your mind on the things that gets this and this miss. Hot topics and fun, entertainment like. Please tell me why you're in your mama's basement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hurt my throat. Y'all gonna be sitting here swinging my dreads. Miss Sky Kiss on top of the list. I got your mind on the things that gets this and dismissed. Miss Sky Kiss on top of the list. I got your mind on the things that gets this and dismissed. Oh, so new school. I got all the tools. So open your mind and see me do what I do. Oh, so new school. That's fun. Good morning and happy Saturday. Welcome to In Transition. I'm your host, Adele Sky Kiss Coleman. First, I want to apologize for my tardiness this morning, but you were still able to hear a really good Arlington program in the meantime, and that's what we're here to do. Make sure we're bringing you good programming. Again, I apologize if you're in the metropolitan area and you were coming up through, you know, the Beltway. It's a little backed up. Um, I hope the people that were involved in the accident are safe and sound. But, you know, it's just kind of crazy how things can get pretty jammed and, you know, just be, be careful out there, you guys. I know it's a beautiful, it's been beautiful weather, you know, but it's no reason to show out. Just be careful. Um, but anyway, my name is Adele Sky Kiss Coleman and I am your host of In Transition. If this is your first time listening, In Transition is a show where we feature guests that share their various phases in life that they're going to to help you through your transition. So whether you're finding a new job, starting a new career, career wanting to write books, ending a marriage, starting a marriage, starting a relationship, you know, wanting to lose weight. That's that's my current transition. You know, this, these meal preps, meal prep meal prep mondays it's real it's real I'm, I'm trying consistency is key we often bring guests that share their stories to help you through your transition because after all we are all in transition as you know each week i start my show off with a huffington post good news story so i'm going to share my huffington post good news story with you guys actually i'm gonna mix it up i'm having my junior producer share what today's news story is about tell us what it's about um Booze. hey there how are you i'm cool that's good. Uh, today's story, mom and son inspire thousands with creative graduation photo. This is a really cool story. So it says a memorable photo taken this month has not only highlighted a mother's accomplishments, but her son's love for her. Brittany Brooks graduated with her MBA from the University of Maryland University College on May 13th. At lunch after her graduation, she took a now viral photo with her son, four-year-old Mason, while holding a sign that read, I did it. <laughs> Mason also held a sign that acknowledged his mother's hard work. It read, no, mom, you mastered it. That's super cute. <laughs> I love that. that and it's cool. such a good timing because, you know, it, it it's inspiring mm -hmm. and it shows him, you know, what his next journey can be and where he can go and how he can grow and evolve. And it's his graduating season. So I definitely want to say happy graduation 
you know, to everyone, I think we should play a graduation song. You know the song that they played at every single graduation that I ever had? I Believe I Could Fly by R. Kelly. They played that at every <laughs> single yeah. graduation song. So we're going to play that. Um, we're going to get that ready for you guys. But, you know, congratulations. I saw a lot of people were headed to proms and yeah. college graduations, high school graduations, middle school graduations, elementary school graduations. They, you know, they even have preschool graduations. So I cannot wait for Athena's first graduation. You know, it's inspiring to kind of see the next step and where you're going and to have that picture and it went viral and you know a lot of you know he's going to have that for a lifetime to even look up to exactly. you know I appreciate you know my degrees and everything on the wall that you know Athena has something that she can look at and you know not necessarily aspire to be but just know you know it, we, we can do this we can push through That's you right. know I, I personally believe that college is not for everyone don't go spending all that money if you right. don't want to be there you know because there are other ways we talk about entrepreneurship and various things but you find your niche and what's good for you you find your transitional space so I, congratulations to her congratulations to all the graduates and you know we're going to take a quick break and when we return we're going to start our conversation today we have a very exciting guest um todd and jackie courtney founder of max rhymes foundation it's interesting that our good news story is about a mom and son relationship and he has different nursery rhymes be responsible like max giving thanks with max max and molly learn their manners you know kind of during that early child rearing and you know helping you on your transition of you know, raising your child and trying to, you know, raise an acceptable, not even, I don't say acceptable human being, but, you know, a human being that makes a makes an impression on the world, a positive one. And they say making family values cool again. I think yeah, that's their model. That's yeah. dope. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I could not go on. And life was nothing but an awful song. But now I know the meaning of true love I'm leaning on the everlasting arms If I can see it Then I can do it If I just believe it There's nothing to Nothing to it. 
Welcome back to In Transition. I am your host, Adele Sky Kiss Coleman. Thank you so much for joining me. We were playing a little bit of R. Kelly, I Believe I Could Fly, because if you're like me, they play that at every single graduation that I have ever, ever, ever participated in, or seen, or been at, or witnessed, or anything like that. Does It just, it just consistency, consistently is something that's like always been played. So I just, you know, wanted to give a little love of that again, you know, for our graduates, because it's, it just seemed like the perfect thing to play. So, um, you know, make sure that you follow us on facebook.com backslash sky kiss. I'm sorry. Mm. Facebook.com backslash sky kiss S K Y K I S S E D. And on Twitter at sky kiss S K Y K I S S E D. You can definitely check us out on, on those. And I know people tend to write me directly on Twitter when they have questions and everything like that. Um, so I'll definitely be screening for that when you guys, um, are able to write me once again you are listening to in transition on w-e-r-a-l-p arlington 96.7 fm and we post all of our articles and everything that we talk about on there as well so today we have a really special guest um that's joining us today i'm sorry i just have a little bit of everything going on this morning um a special guest joining us today um is it todd and jackie 
Oh, just Todd. Okay. So Todd Courtney, um, he's been married with Jackie for 20 years. He's a business owner, author of a teen book, Thinking in One Direction, creator of TeensCanDream.org, a free resource for teens, creator of Just Imagine If.org, an animation video for kids with leukemia, and co-creator of the Max Rhymes Children's Series with his wife, Jackie. Jackie has spent most of her life as an elementary school teacher in the grades of K-3, K-3, which her, with her talents as a teacher and private tutor specializing in the area of reading, it was a natural for Jackie to follow her passion through the creation of these children's books. Um, it, they have the books Be Responsible Like Max, Giving Thanks with Max, Max and Molly Learn Their Manners. So I think it's important to kind of instill these tools because these are tools in children at a really early age because I know like me I couldn't get anything from my parents without saying please thank you no sir yes ma'am and you know that follows me to this day I it's, it's not even it's, it's second nature I don't even think about it you know because there's nothing wrong with being polite it goes a really long way so I definitely want to want to thank um, Todd for joining us today we're going to go to Todd Todd are you there Okay, so hold on one sec. We're going to try to get him up. But like I said, we're going to definitely talk about manners. If you have a question about how you can help teach your child about manners, you know, definitely want to check out their series and, and see what's going on with that. Because it's really important, like I said, to instill um, your children with manners. We're going to try again. Hey, Todd, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I'm in transition from morning <laughs> to, you know, daytime. So. Right, right. <laughs> so... Tell us a little bit about what inspired the the Max series. Wow, that's a that's a loaded question because I would say if somebody told me ten years ago I'd be writing nursery rhymes, I'd say you know have another drink. <laughs> uh, it, it was not something I was. Um, it was not something that was ever in the back of my mind. I was not a writer. I was in fact I wasn't even a big reader. I hated reading. English was my worst subject. So. When you put all that together, you're like, how does somebody like that write books? Uh, but it was, the, the, it really came about from a, 10 years ago. I just asked to do something else with my life. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a business. I still do. Uh, it pays and funds all of this stuff, all these other projects. But I just felt like I, had, I could have more impact on a lot more people. And um, the only problem was I had no clue as to what that might be. I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something different. And then uh, I ended up writing, as my kids were approaching the teen and tween ages, I wrote a book for teens and created a website for teens, and then an animation video for kids with leukemia. And then my wife, Jackie, wanted to do children's books, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to do children's books. There's enough <laughs> children's books out there. I want to make, you know, I only want to do things that are going to help people. Mm -hmm. And then it was just bumping in, doing more research on brain waves, and with a Dr. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, his best-selling book. And I, uh, I said, Jackie, you're right. Shoot, we do have to do children's books. We have to start really, really young. And I just happened to have the ability to rhyme anything, uh, and, and so it was just made to be. And, and you know, you talk about your title, and I always love that. You know, in transition, because that's really what we are in life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it took me to do all those prior projects, write the teen book, and create the website for teens, and do the animation video. So for five, six years, I was doing those projects. And then come, you know, the nursery rhymes, the Max Rhyme series. Um, and, you know, you, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them going backwards. 
and it's like, wow, those projects had to happen in order for this one to happen. So that's really in a nutshell how the project started. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I know that, you know, a, a lot of the theme uh, with the nursing rhymes is, you know, about manners and, and, and life skills and everything like that. How did it become about that? Like, how, how, how why was that the basis? Especially like my favorite book is Max and Molly Learn Their Manners. Like, how did yeah. how did that become a story? Well, the the purpose of these books it was again was never to make, and they're not. Uh, well, they are. They, they are cute books with good messages. Okay, I get from a the the untrained eye. That's really what they are. But to the trained eye, the purpose of them was to ingrain the message at the subconscious level, and 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 add value to it. So, what do we want trained? You know, I grew up in my generation. It was Mother Goose rhymes. It was Humpty Dumpty, and those things were written. You're talking the 1700s. Right. Those those rhymes were written. And you're and, like, what does this even mean? <laughs> well, that's just it. Nobody really knows what they mean. Right. Dark, dark secrets that they were trying to pass down generation after generation. But the point was, we did memorize them. They just mm -hmm. didn't mean anything to us, and they didn't help us, but we did memorize them. It's kind of like the ABCs, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, we, we all remember the A, B, C, D. You know, you remember the song. It's, a, it's ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. So I took, I took the knowledge of that and baked all of the values. Uh, I wouldn't say all of them, but that's, that's the progression, because these are just, what, the first five books of many more to come. And they're all going to be about certain types of values, manners, gratitude. The more you give, the more you receive. Personal inspiration. The biggest hindrance I think kids have today um, especially those in, in lower-income households and whatnot, they just don't believe in themselves. And so you grow up after about age six or seven when your brainwave changes. So what happens is we move to a higher frequency, which causes 95% of our behavioral patterns to be established by that age, six or seven, which is pretty scary when you think about it. So. Mm -hmm. You grow up, and if you don't believe in yourself, well, unfortunately, that carries with you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and so that, to me, that's the purpose of these. Even though these are nursery rhymes and they're cute, the, the one book, you know, Be Responsible Like Max, it's not just make your bed or clean up your toys or help mom with the dishes. Those are important. But it's really to carry with you when you're 20, 30, 40, 50. So you, you realize at the subconscious level, you are responsible for yourself. You have the ability to do anything. I believe in myself, you know, in the Get Inspired with Max book. I believe in myself. I can do, like one of the rhymes, one of my favorites is, I can do what others think they can't. I say it in my head like a positive chant. Now, that's little Max taking his training wheels off on his bike, and he's, he knows he can ride it without his training wheels. So he says, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. Mm-hmm doesn't really matter the topic as long as a child believes they can you can as long as an adult believes they can they can right yeah so that's the premise of all of them um and, and and of course more to come the one you mentioned maximal i learned their manners is just coming out right now literally in the next two weeks two mm -hmm. to three weeks it'll be hitting the store shelves i just think that it's it's like it's kind of like daily affirmations you know it's it, but 
and you know we often say we should say daily affirmations but when it's in the form of the book it's like you don't even realize you're doing these affirmations and these are things that you like you said you're instilling yourself in yourself and and carrying along with you like in the long term see that's what i see i i love the fact that you're so smart because you get it you get it just by reading them you know their affirmations a lot of people don't even know what an affirmation is they don't even really think about it mm-hmm. but to the so in layman's terms you're just affirming a truth mm-hmm. so we all grow up with truths right whether they're right or wrong it doesn't matter there are truths so if you if you grow up in a household that has a negative belief system that's your truth so you hit the head of the nail right there that's exactly what they are they're positive affirmations baked in the rhymes for the simplicity of memorization and through the process of repetition they're scientifically proven to work and like you just said you don't even know you're doing it mm-hmm. and, and that's that's ultimately uh, what they are and, and the purpose of them simple uh, it's just very very simple tools right what are what are some of the responses that you've seen has it been all positive because like when you're sharing these books are you going into communities so I guess it's two questions. Are you going into the communities and sharing these books? Because I know, you know, you were saying like a lot of us, you know, we, a lot of parents might necessarily be doing their child a disservice by you not instilling these values. So what are some of the responses you're seeing? Like what type of groundwork are you and your wife doing, you know, with sharing these books? Well, what we did initially, because it's been about it's been about a year now, uh, I would say 2016 was pretty much a testing year. We wanted to see, OK, do the consumers, do they like them? Do they feel like there's a need for them? And so we've gone to multiple trade shows. I actually just went down to my local park. Uh, I think it was last summer, last spring, last summer. And I just brought the sample books with me, and I just showed them to parents and grandparents. And it's like, do you, do you feel like these are needed? Do you feel like these are nice? Do you feel like you would read these books to your children? And so I was taking a poll. I, was, I, was, uh, I had a... The objective was to talk to 100 people, 100 parents or grandparents, and get their responses. Uh, must read, will read, don't need to read. And it was, by the time I got to 50 or 60 people, it was, oh my gosh, must read, must read, must mm-hmm. read. So I, so I just stopped doing it because I didn't need any more statistics. Uh, but we've gone, gosh, now we've gone to multiple trade shows, and we've probably talked to thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the response is overwhelming. The... Um, the grandparent age, I'd say post age 50 and above, we get virtually a 100% response. Um, and I don't, I'm not so sure anything gets a 100% positive response, whatever type of product it is. But they absolutely love them because they're paranoid. Their grandkids are going to grow up without these values that most of us grew up with. Right. Uh, most parents, I would say 90% of most parents agree that, yes, we need these tools. And... Um, Again, probably 100% of teachers say they need these books. Yeah. Teach, and just by default, we uh, have met a lot of teachers doing book signings and um, at trade shows. Just by default, they just happen to be there and find us. And they say their biggest issue now is actually spending time teaching the parents how to parent. 
That's true. Yeah. You know, I have some friends who are teachers and they like, you know, some of these parents feel yeah. like we are a full time daycare. And, you know, one of the main compliments I get because, you know, I have a young daughter is what a lot of um, teachers appreciate is that they can tell a lot of the learning happens at home. You know, I exactly. feel like the school is there to reinforce a lot of the things that you teach at home. But teaching and learning begins at home. You know, I've, that's right. Since my daughter, before she could even speak, you know, I would say thank you. Please, you know, and, and I, I tell people when even when they watch her, do not give it to a thing if she doesn't say please or thank you, you know, like yeah. I continue to reinforce that. And, you know, it's it's I appreciate these books because I remember um, before you came on, I was saying how my mother and father, like I already knew what was going on. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, yes, ma'am. You know, please. Thank you. I do my dishes. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll make up my bed because that was a part of our everyday culture at home. And I remember yeah. like I would have cousins who would laugh at us when we would like, we would get it from the table and say, mom, can I be excused? May I be excused? And they would start <laughs> laughing at us. Like, why are you asking? Can you get up from the table? And we're like, why aren't you asking? Can you get up? You know, we, it was same family, but, Clearly, our parents, you know, were just kind of doing different things that even amongst us, our, our 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 cousins were just like, what is wrong with you guys? Why are you asking for permission? <laughs> it's so funny because that is that's one of the ones um, that's that is one of the rhymes. It's like before I leave the table, I ask to be excused. It's a reminder of politeness and politeness should always be used. I. It's so funny because you just nailed virtually all of the ones that are in the manners book. And, and, and quite honestly, with all the people, I mean, I'll talk to people sitting on the airplane next to me, my taxi cab driver, mothers, grandparents, grandfathers, whatever. I just, we just always pick their brains. And nobody's been able to put their finger on why did it happen? Meaning, why did our values get so badly watered down? Um, don't know. No one's, got a, no one's got an answer for it. All I would say is probably now is the first time in history that we actually need tools to bring them back. Mm. Never before have they been needed because, like you said, you learn from your parents. I learn from my parents. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's it's strange, but I think the yeah. timing uh, the timing is obviously right. It just seems like there's a, there's been a huge disconnect somewhere, you know, like so, somewhere, you know. And like I said, I know even with a lot of my teacher friends, they're just like, no, <laughs> these parents are driving me crazy. Like, why, yeah. why do they expect us to teach them everything, including the ABCs, one, two, threes, and just how to be responsible adults? And it, it, it definitely, it, it definitely, you know, carries on with them. So, yeah. Yeah. And you think about, you think about, I mean, what age do these kids start going to school? I mean, preschool is what, three to four? Mm -hmm. Kin kindergarten is what, about five, I think? Uh, you know, and, and Jackie's a teacher as well, so she caught, taught uh, K through uh, third. Right. And, uh, I can only so, imagine that wide range. That is, that's that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, that was a transit. You know, her transition through her career. Uh, most of most of the the back end of it was third grade, which she absolutely loved. But she noticed, just like your you and your friends have noticed, it's changed. It's not as easy to teach the kids because they don't come with a lot of the basic essential tools that typically and, and historically were provided from the home. So they're, they're basically starting from scratch. And because of our brainwave changes, you know, we're born in a very low frequency, which makes the brain so spongy, right? Mm -hmm. 
kids can learn multiple things all at the same time. Shoot, they can learn, they think, unlimited amount of foreign languages, uh, as long as they have the teachers to teach them, right? Right. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, you get to a point of like age six or seven when that brainwave moves to an alpha frequency, they call it, you know, we're almost done. You know, 95% of behavioral patterns have been established. And so if the mm-hmm. parents haven't done a good job, um, it, it's absolutely brutal on the teachers. What do you think, because I know you said you, you speak with teachers and you've done a couple of conferences and, you know, older generations, younger generations. So you have a pretty rounded experience with, you know, who you're talking to. And I can appreciate that, you know, so it's not just like older people like these kids need to learn their manners. You know, it's a little right. bit everyone. <clears throat> um, what do you think about children who are homeschooled? Like, do you think there is a difference in, uh, of course, there's a difference in, like, you know, how they're, like, raised in that, you know, they're more with their parents and their parents are, are teaching them. They're the teacher full-time as as well as the parent full-time. But have you worked with any students who were homeschooled and do you see any big differences as far as their their life skills, I guess we'll say, um, in relation to the book? Yeah, the um, the homeschool market loves it. They love the tools. They love the the messages and so forth. The uh, <clears throat> we've got a I don't call it a religious book, even though it's Max gives thanks to God, uh, but it's not a religious book. It's just a God generic, if you will, which really is applicable to ninety five percent of the people on the planet. They love that one. They love the fact that they're value based. And but the reality is, most of the homeschoolers, the reason they are homeschoolers is because they do teach the basic values at home. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're not as disconnected. That's what I have found. We've gone to some trade shows, and the homeschool market absolutely loves them because they love the fact that the values are baked in the rhymes and it makes it simple. Uh, but I must say, they don't need them as badly as mainstream does, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with the mainstream and, like, you know, um, the inner city children, you know, I know, I know that it's a lot of things kind of happening in the world and it, it comes down to, you know, conditioning uh, more than anything. Um, how can we prevent negative conditioning on our children? Well, the way to combat it, and that's really what we're doing, is you're, you're trying to combat it. And so if you have a lot of one thing in order to balance that one thing you have to get a lot of or at least equal to or greater than something else right so in other words if you got a lot of negative stuff either violence on tv violence in video games violence on the streets that you're seeing hearing since birth that's a lot of negative stuff right Mm -hmm. so the only way to counter that because it's not like you can just pick up and move to beverly hills oh i want this nice and rosy and it's sunny every day and rainbows every day uh that's not an option so we have to inundate ourselves with the opposite yeah and that's what these books endeavor to do to create that belief system and if we do it from ground zero you know meaning birth and, and we ingrain that just over and over again because how simple is it right first First of all, we need to read to our children anyway, right? We, we have mm-hmm. to create the literacy value. So that's, that's step number one. You know, we are increasing literacy. And that's a necessity with the inner city kids and, and poverty-stricken kids and underprivileged families uh, and so forth. That's a huge issue. Yep. The fact that we can do both 
you know, basically kill two birds with one stone makes it that much simpler as a process. And so it hopefully that's our that's our intent because even though these books have found themselves in mainstream mainstream stores, boutiques and so forth, that was our biggest pet peeve is that the inner city kids don't have an Amazon Prime account. They don't have a Barnes and Noble right around the corner. Uh, and let's face it, many of the parents aren't looking and searching for the best tools for their children. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going after it hard. We're, we've chosen, we created the Max Rhymes Foundation uh, and it, for the sole purpose of getting the books into the hands of the inner city kids as brand new books, not, mm-hmm. not, you know, not beat up hand-me-downs five years later, but as brand new books because we didn't create this for the classes. We created it for everybody. Right. And, and it's a game changer. And my, you know, Jackie and I both believe this is a true game changer. This could even and level out the playing field by creating these values. If, if, if you can get a child to believe in themselves from birth, I don't care where they grow up. They're going to be able to believe that they can make a difference and they can make something of their lives as they become teenagers and young adults. But it has to start from birth. It has to start from birth. And, you know, I, I appreciate that's one thing I said um, when I met you the first time is that I appreciate that it's books. You know, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's reading is so important. It really is. And and talking to your child is so important because, you know, I, I've even seen in my own like nieces, nephews, cousins, you know, godchildren. And like I have this this best friend who's, you know, nephew, he's having you know problems with his speaking. And the first thing I ask, you know, he's the same age as my daughter. And, you know, my daughter is very outspoken, you know, a little too much sometimes. <laughs> like, are you three or 30? Like, how old are you? Um, Take that mama, right. right? <laughs> but, you know, even like with some people that I've interacted with or known, like, you know, I have some coworkers who, whose daughter, like she doesn't speak. And, you know, one of the main things I always ask is, are you reading, you know, to her? Are you talking to her? You know, because every time I see her, you know, I, and I, I definitely try not to cross any boundaries as far as parenting because it's hard. I'm not going to tell you how to parent your child. But, you know, I, especially with the power of, like, the, the easy way to silence your child nowadays, and I've been guilty of it myself sometimes, is just handing your child your phone, you know, or your That's tablet right. or something like, okay, okay, I think to stop fussing here, take my cell phone, <laughs> play for like 10 I, minutes, and then I just kind of walking away. But you, you in that, they're not talking, they're not engaging, they're just kind of watching these images, even if they are educational videos, but there's something that gets lost without that direct line of communication. What is What are your thoughts on that? Oh my God! Well, you, again, you hit the you know the nail on the head. If you think about how many times you go to a restaurant and you see the kids playing on on the parents' phone because the parents want to have a conversation, but they don't want to talk to the kids. Right. <laughs> and so, so they're they're playing video games, or they don't want the kids to complain. They don't want the kids to cry. In fact, the book I'm, we're working on right now is. I think it's going to be titled this, but I may change it. But the premise of it is Max and Molly learn to socialize. Mm. And it'll be like when grandma and grandpa come over, if you're in the middle of a video game, you're turning it off immediately and you're greeting them at the door. Uh, if, if you're playing with your friends, you, you're not playing video games. It's, it's, that's going to be the premise of the book because it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's not common knowledge 
that we have to read and engage with our children. So one of the things uh, the Max Rimes Foundation is doing now, we're piloting this in Oakland, and we're going to go to the largest 15 inner cities in the country nice. uh, as, we, as we replicate it. So the foundation is going to provide these books for free. We're going to go to every neighborhood church. We're going to go to every neighborhood daycare, preschool, uh, county hospital. And every anybody who's under six or seven uh, has a household or people of that age in a household, we're going to give them a full set of books. We're going to adopt the, the, house, the hospitals there, and every mother that walks out with a new baby is going to walk out with a set of these books. Nice. And it's uh, the whole purpose of teaching them. And some people say, well, gosh, responsibility, that's a pretty big word. I mean, how many syllables is that? Responsibility. You know, six syllables for a newborn. I said, yeah, but think about it. If you read to them at age zero, and age one, and age two, by the time they start reading these themselves at age three, four, five, six, they'll already have it memorized. Mm-hmm. So you tell me what's easier. Should you wait or should you start early? Yeah, you don't want to be constantly playing catch up. And one thing that my daughter has taught me is like she she surprises me every day. Like, you know, she starts talking and saying what I'm saying, and she's picking up language, and I am her right. biggest teacher and a bigger, biggest asset. So it's important to, for her to see me reading and, you know, how I speak. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes she's like, Mommy, can you read me a book? And I'm extremely tired, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, do we have to? And, you know, it's so easier for me to just plop her in front of the TV and watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But I'm like, you know what? All right, pick a book, and then like by book ten, I'm like, okay, Athena, I'm like, please, can we just try, try again tomorrow? You know, there's in her room, she has a bookshelf, and it's full to the point that now I'm gonna have to give her another bookshelf. I'm not gonna downsize the books. When everyone, anyone's like, do you want this book? You want, you want this book? You want this book? Even if it's a book that's a little bit for an older child, I'll get it. I'll read it to her. She'll look at the pictures. And what I now have her doing, what she loves to do, is she's reading it to me. She doesn't know what's happening, but she'll look exactly. at the pictures and tell me the story. Exactly. I was just going to say that. That's what you should. Any parent that's listening, that's what they ought to do if they're really, really tired and they just don't have the energy to muster up. Have the child read to you. They love using their imagination. Mm -hmm. That's part of the problems or, or, or one of the problems we have in society is we squash imagination out of the child. Right. And we shouldn't do that. Let the child you know, use their imagination because as adults, that's really how we create things. How did you get on the radio? How did you become a radio producer and a radio host? Mm -hmm. You had to imagine it first. Yep. But if, creative but if you thought. Didn't mm -hmm. Yeah. If you didn't believe in yourself or you didn't know how to use your imagination, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, again, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier is these books, they may seem like little simple tools for kids, and they are, but it's really to help them in transition through the rest of their lives. And it, it also helps adults because if I'm an adult who's a little out of touch and, you know, I haven't really thought about my manners, and as I'm reading this to my child, I'm like, mm, you know, maybe I should also, yeah. you yeah. know, apply this because you you, you don't want to say, be the mentality of do as I say, not as I do. You know, I want Correct. to lead by example because I could talk all day long till my face turns blue, but my daughter's watching me, you know, so it's <laughs> important that my actions reflect my words. That's exactly right. Well, and, and I'll take that you know, uh, a little further as adults. It, I could have easily 
here's a guy living in the suburbs, uh, great, wonderful life, great business, great family, and so forth. Do I really need to create these books and, and help these inner city kids? No, but we all can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah. I mean, that, it, it, it's all of that combined. And, and we make, if you would have told me 20 years ago, or even like I said, 10 years ago, I said, what are you talking about? So we don't have a magic ball or crystal ball on how thing, our future is going to unfold. But I, I, do find, I do find it humorous that here I am. I've been gone up. Gosh, I've gone up to Oakland. So I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, so San Jose and Oakland. It's only about a 45-minute drive. I have probably been there 30 times in the last four months. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you just don't know. <laughs> It's, but it's wonderful. I wouldn't change it for anything. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to the to the East Coast because we're going to work on Bronx. We're going to work on Harlem. We're going to work on Newark. Nice. We're gonna, then we're going to come back. We're going to work on L.A. Then we're going to go work in D.C. We're going to work in Miami. We're going to work in Houston. I mean, there's so many cities that we're going to target um, and, and hopefully make it, you know, make a huge change for the next generation. My fear is, and this is what the science tells us, because if you think the values have been watered down now, statistically, it could only get worse. Hmm. That's that's scary. Yeah, it is. And, and the reason is, young parents can't teach what they don't know. Very or what true. They don't, you, yeah, what they don't use on a daily basis. So. Yeah, on, huh? you got to let me know when you come to this area. You know, <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, oh yeah, I definitely will be. Um, like I said, we're piloting Oakland uh, first. We got about, we figured there's probably about 30,000 kids that we're going to try to hit in, a, in about a year, year and a half basis. And then it'll be about, you know, based on new births, it'll be about five to 10,000 per year thereafter. Once we get it kick-started, then we'll start moving into other cities. Um, that's the whole purpose of the foundation. Um, and mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I'm excited for you, and I think that it'll be such an amazing journey because it's it's a huge, it's it's so necessary, and like you said, you don't have to do it, you know, and that's just with a great heart and a great spirit. So I really appreciate you guys, which I I know we got to go soon, but I just wanted to ask you this final question. (laughs) Um, Which book in your series do you think would help a child the most? (laughs) I love that question. Uh, I always ask that. You know, when I get a question like that, I always answer it the same way Oprah, uh, or uh, when she posed the question to Jack Canfield, he was the author of the Chicken Soup of the Soul series, mm-hmm. and, and, he, and, he, and he answered back to Oprah. He said, well, Oprah, I'm going to answer it this way, because in his, in his case, it was what chapter would be the most important chapter to read if you could only read one. And he, po- he went back to her and said, and I'll do it to you, Adele, um, if you could only keep one body organ part, and only one, which body organ would you keep? My heart. Right. Most people, <laughs> most people choose the heart. It's either the heart or the brain. Yeah, I'll say the, the brain of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. The heart's wonderful. However, the rest of the body still won't function. The heart won't be able to function without, without. the rest of the organs. Nice. So, so really by itself, the heart is rendered useless. Yeah. So it's, not, so it's really hard to say which one because I would say, well, what values don't you want to teach your child? Mm. 
So it's, and I'm not saying, look, you got to buy the whole set and get all five of them. And when there's seven and when there's 10 and when there's 15, but just buy one at a time, you know, get at, buy one, then add another one. You're going to buy books anyway. Right. So, uh, so just buy one at a time. You know, the foundation, of course, fortunately, will give a whole set. And it, when, when we have 10 books, yes, I'll give all 10 books at the same time to those inner city kids, mainly because I know they're not going to trek down, you know, in masses. Yeah. They're not going to trek down to Barnes & Noble to go get the next book. So, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of just giving things you know, you're supposed to teach people how to fish, not just give them fish every day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think these are the kind of tools that really they're the fishing poles. They're teaching the children how to fish, and so that when they become adults, they can then hopefully pay it forward and start helping the next generation and their own children. Exactly. Well, I know we got to go. I've really enjoyed well, talking to you, as girl, always. I know. <laughs> Well, I definitely look forward to having you back on. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you um, and, you know, get the book and, you know, just because I see you guys have a really cute Instagram page and everything. Please let them know where, where they can check you yeah, out. You can get to uh, Max Rhymes. MaxRhymes.com is the easiest. Uh, that's where you get our website. Follow us on social media. We are in the works right now of creating a, a cartoon pilot. Nice. We're going to put, yeah, just because so many parents have told us they just aren't happy with the the content that's out there. So yeah. we're going to, uh, they're going to be value-based just like the books. Uh, we're going to put it on YouTube. So people, if they follow us, they'll be able to, uh, they'll see it when that happens. Okay. Uh, and then we're actually thinking about creating a video game too, a Max Rhymes video game. <laughs> that's awesome. May, may, well, with the idea that if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I really awesome. appreciate you joining me today. Um, yeah. And I look forward to having you on again. I love it. Thank you, Adele. Have a good afternoon, huh? You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Once again, that was um, Todd Courtney. And definitely check them out. Um, they're on Twitter at Max Rhymes, Twitter at Max Rhymes. You can definitely, you know, check them out. Get get the book. Get the inspirational nursery rhymes. MaxRhymes.com, MaxRhymes.com. I thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I know that we were short on time, and I definitely appreciate your patience with a couple of the glitches that we had this morning. Hey, it's ready. What happens? Next week, we're going to be joined with Andy Robb, the Encore. He's going to talk about his book, The Encore Curve, Retire with a Life Plan That Excites You. You're like, man, why are you talking about retirement? Hey, we all got to get there one day, and why not learn about it now? You are listening to In Transition. Until next week, have a great day. And again, special thanks to Todd for going, Todd Courtney joining me today. So we all must lend a helping hand.